Hey guys, welcome back to Ill Natured Podcast. I am Michelle and I'm Alyssa. We're we so glad to be here today. So excited yep. to be recording another episode. Um, man, oh man, are we in for a good one today, aren't we? Well, we've got um kind of a two in one, a couple of cases from Georgia. Um, both kind of close to each other, totally different years, not really related. These are just two that kind of stood out to me when I did a cold case search. And there's not the really website. too much information for us to do just like a regular normal episode. That's um, right. So. We don't know who killed either one of these victims. Um, they are still active, open investigations. One of them, we don't even know the cause of death, which is just... Or we, as in me and Michelle, don't. But I'm sure they the have police to. Yeah, do. they just the keep police know, but they're not saying it out loud. So that's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So the two ladies, the two, I guess they're murders. I mean, they were first reported missing, and then they were found murdered later. So I guess now we can call them murder victims. Anyway, um, it's Hannah Trulove and Patrice. Andres. 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 I think so. We just, I just listened so I could pronounce this right and I knew I was going to botch it. Andres. Well, let's start with uh, Hannah and see what, you know, let's just see. All right. So, Hannah True Love. First off, this happened in Gainesville, Georgia, which is North Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, And Hannah was just a regular 16 year old girl. She was in high school at Gainesville High School. Um, she went missing on August 23rd of 2012. She came home from school, just like she always did. And she lived in an apartment complex, um, Lake Lanier Club Apartments. So this is near Lake Lanier. Why did I didn't put that together before now? Anyway, <sighs> so she got home after school. She hung out in the kind of the courtyard is all I can figure, like kind of a central area Location. in the apartment complex with her friends um her mom got home from work i think maybe she took a nap when she got home and woke up around 9 30 and hannah was not home so that would obviously instantly send her right that's a red me. flag exactly um hannah was usually home by 7 30 um eight o'clock before dark normally and as you are you know of course your parents tell you go have fun do whatever you want to do walk amongst the neighborhood but that's right be back before be dark. home exactly and she's 16 so i mean she had some freedom she had to hang out with her friends um anyway so she let's see so she was hanging out in the courtyard with her friends she was last seen in the courtyard at 7 30 that night on august 23rd um her mom like i said Realized she wasn't home around 9.30 and immediately called the police. So they come out and they start looking for her. They talk to people that she was hanging out with that night. Um, and the last person that actually saw her, it was 7.30. There's not just not a lot of info, though. I mean, even though there were people, somebody said they saw her in a car, getting out of a car with some people in it. And that was the last time they saw her. But again, right. no real info. Um, there was a car. Let's see. Um, man, where is the making model car? Anyway, there was a car they were looking for, but never found it. They wanted to question these people to see if they'd seen her. 
Um, just one of those things where it's like she disappeared into thin air. Just, yeah. She was gone. That's so terrible. Bizarre. Anyway, so the police look for him. They start searching around the apartment complex. And then it begins to storm. Like a two to three inches worth of rain. Like big storm. Yeah. So and that's around hurricane season. Right. Right. So they quit searching. And I think they pick up the next day. Um, let's see. Intense rainstorm. And you got to think about all that water washing away. Evidence. evidence. I mean, her killer could be behind bars right now. But it just happened to storm that night. Yeah. I know. All right. So police from the beginning think that it's somebody that she knew, which okay. is the vibes that I get. You know, you have young high schoolers hanging around. I just feel like somebody knows something. And if they would just tell somebody, we could solve it, you know? Yeah. But from the way they talk, and you know, they're not giving it all away, but I just, I feel like there's a small group of people, like the people that were in the car that nobody can find. Yeah. That might be able to shed some light on what's going on, what happened to her. I didn't see anything that she was into drugs, anything illegal. Um, She's just a normal girl. girl. Like her Facebook page was just a, you know, normal, just breaks my heart. Before life even started. Anyway, so the next day, August 24th, the police go back to searching and they find her body um, right behind the apartment complex. Apparently, there's a wooded area behind it and they found her body in a creek bed. Mm. She had been stabbed multiple times. And again, like I said, because of the rain, there's not really anything. Blood evidence. Nothing. Um, mm -mm, Nothing. They didn't find any DNA on her. They didn't. I mean. Nothing. So, again, police think somebody she knew. She did post some tweets that, I mean, if I had seen. All right. So, the first one, let me just read them to y'all. You decide. August 12th, which was what? A couple of weeks before she went missing. This is her tweet. I got me an ugly stalker. And that Mm. was on August 12th. So, then on August 18th. Six days later. So scared right now. And that was the, her tweet. And on August 22nd, I need to move out of these dang apartments. Oh, and this is the day before. So mm-hmm. she must have known some. I mean. See, the police tried to shrug it off like it wasn't a big deal. But to me, I mean, that's a big deal. If you're complaining about where you live and saying you have some ugly stalker. And that you and need to move out scared. of these apartments right. like right now. I would start by some. People yeah. in the apartments, like, did they have any, like, sex offenders, child offenders right. in these apartments? Have they even checked? But you they, know? they did. The police just kind of explained them away, like, oh, that's just kids online. And it's like, is it? Mm, I, mean, I don't remember the last time saying, dang, I really need to move out of my house. Right. Or, I have a stalker. Like, you don't just, those aren't just things you write online. I'm so scared right now. Mm. I don't think so. No. And so, all right. So there was one story that I read. There was a guy, he didn't live in the apartment complex. And y'all, I don't have this paper in front of me. Um, so I'm not going to give too much detail. So don't kill us because it might be wrong. That's right. <laughs> not but, wrong. But, but yeah. this was from somebody, I think it was a girl that went to school with her. And there's this creepy guy that lives like near the apartment complex that, now I don't even remember. Y'all, I should have I should have printed it or saved it. When I found it. But there is a creepy guy in the area, okay? That her friends, obviously. Well, that people are aware of. 
Okay, so I think it's kind of record or yeah. but there's nothing about that in all of the official info on the case. Well, you'd think they'd pull them in for a you know person of interest type right, deal. Right, exactly. Because it, I mean, it could be like I said, it really feels to me like my gut feeling is that it was some of her friends, you know, people that she hung out with, maybe not high schoolers. I mean, they might have been older, but it just feels like one of those things to me. I don't know, but then you have like this creepy neighbor guy right. stalking around and just right behind her complex. Like, um, I mean, you don't need a car to go right behind right. your apartment. And if somebody was following her, I just feel like that too. I don't know. There was, There's not a lot of info on this case and it just really left me hanging and wanting to know for her family. Yeah, I think that's uh, something... We need to bring attention to like some of these cases need to be opened back up if they're closed like well, right or at least have people working them you know some answers for their families right so. but i don't know nothing was mentioned about a murder weapon i'm assuming it wasn't left there um but it's just you know this is this is a girl a young girl with her whole life ahead of her and now she's gone and we're nowhere closer this was in 2012 and so, now it's 2022, 10 years ago, almost 10 years. Yeah. 10 years in August. Um, and her family deserves some closure. So yeah. just, yeah. Something we just kind of wanted to mention. It was kind of a short case. but Yeah, that's a tr- that I wanted to, to do it. And I started, I started researching and I was like, uh, this isn't really enough for a whole episode. So I did find another one. But my sources for Hannah True Love, um, there was an article by Becky Kellogg, an article by Robert Sutherland. The GBI, that's the Georgia Bureau of Investigations website, and abcnews.com. Um, and, you know, I mean, if, if you know anything, of course, contact authorities in Gainesville. I mean, any information that you have would be relevant. Well, one person saying, hey, I think I know one of the people she was in the car with. His name is, you know, as simple as that. And that could be it to solving it. Yeah. She deserves it. Hannah deserves it. All right, so our next case is another cold case in Georgia. This one happened in 2004. Y'all, I'm going to mispronounce the last name again. I just know I am. Patrice Andrus. Andrus, I think, yes. Andrus. Okay. All right, well, forgive me. You know. All right, so Patrice was 38 years old. She owned a hair salon in Cumming or Forsyth County, Georgia. The hair salon was called Tambor's Trim and Tan. Tambor was her maiden name. Um, But from everything, everything I read about her and saw, there was an Unsolved Mysteries episode, um, 13 Minutes was the title. She just seemed like such a great person. She had the brightest smile. She was, you know, everybody loved her. Just a friendly. She was a talker um, and, and loved people. This is one of those weird disappearances when people just... You know, again, I mean, it's just like Hannah True Love, it can happen so fast and they're gone. And here we are 10 years later. Anyway, so Patrice, she went to work at her salon one morning. And sometime on that day, it was April 15th, 2004, between 1137 and 1150, she vanished. So that's what, 13 minutes? Right. There's a 13-minute window. Yep, where people called and they could track by her phone calls. Um, The last phone call she took was one of her customers that was changing an appointment time. And the customer said that 
she was really short on the phone and seemed distracted, which wasn't like her. She was always talkative and friendly. Involved um, in the conversation. Right. You know. But it was like she was distracted. And so after after that, a couple more people called. One of her good friends, her first name was Ann. Um, she called several times. And it seemed to me like she called her throughout the day, every day. Um, and her phone went straight to voicemail. And Patrice didn't call her back. And so she drove up there to the salon. By the time she got there, there were already police everywhere. Oh, gosh. Um, she had another appointment at some point, anyway. And um, the the client came and she wasn't there. And so they knew something was wrong because that wasn't normal for her. Right. She was always there. Um, so when the police got there, she um, all of her stuff was there. Her handbag was there, car keys. So she obviously didn't right. leave her, intentionally. Right. Exactly. With her things. And her lunch was sitting out by the microwave. So it was mm. like in between clients, she was just gonna warm up her lunch and eat. Eat a bite. Go and, on about her day. Yeah. But something got interrupted. That didn't happen. One of the first things that people noticed is her car, which was, I think it was a Chevy Tahoe. It was normally backed in on the side of the salon. But today it was parked kind of in front. It was in a different location, which which it never was. So people thought somebody else has been driving her car is what my first thought was. Exactly, exactly. Um, or she was getting out in a hurry, or getting to it in a hurry, or something. That's right. But it's it's just like she vanished. There was nothing else. No blood evidence. Nothing was overturned in the salon. Everything looked. The cash register was open and empty. But her mm. purse was laying there. Um, I mean, you know, just sounds just, like um, dumb. robbery, and then just a van. I don't know. This trip, like, but for it her, seems to me like it was a fairly busy road. So if somebody was trying to rob the place, and usually salons right. have all glass windows in the front, you know. Well, right, and they don't have a lot of money in the register. And this is a one person, you know. I just don't feel like somebody would target a hair salon to rob. Yeah, that's strange. Okay, so let me. All right. All right, so it was a lot of time passed. Not a lot happened. They did interview her husband at the time. Um, and her husband, I, let me just say, from the Unsolved Mysteries episode, he is a strange fella, like mm. a real strange fella. Do I think he murdered her? I don't. I just didn't get those vibes from him, but he is just a weird, weird, weird dude. Real. Wait till you hear some of the stuff that he said. Um, but according to police, he was thoroughly investigated, but he did have an alibi. He had a gas station receipt that was time stamped. Plus, he lived like, I mean, he worked like 30 minutes in the opposite direction of the salon. So it would have been impossible for him to leave work where people saw him all day and go there and then get back. Um, Kill her, take her somewhere, dispose of the body, you know, and all these things that you need to do thoroughly and then uh, return back to work when you're supposed to. Right. Like, you would have to be missing for like two hours. And I think your boss would be like, "Mm." yeah, he would remember if you were calling that long for sure. But Rob is the husband's name. And watch the Unsolved Mysteries. episode again it's called 13 minutes he is so strong he makes me so uncomfortable like one of the most awkward minutes. people you need to watch it i'm so dumb 
Yeah. Right, right. That's the time from when the last person talked to her. And yeah, that's the wow. time frame in which she, she disappeared. Yeah, she went missing. Isn't that crazy? 13 minutes in your whole life. It's just, just oh, it's so scary. Like we've been recording this podcast for 16. Right. One of us could be gone or both of us. It's scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. But, but anyway, so Rob was thoroughly investigated. Now she had one son. Um, his name was pistol. My heart breaks for him. How old is he? When she disappeared, he was in 10th grade, I think. Okay. So he was 15, 16. I mean, not that makes it easier, but as long as it wasn't like a baby. Well, and he has a good dad. That's good. But. Even though he's a weirdo? No, no, no. That guy's not his dad. That's his stepdad. That's another kind of layer to this that is odd. The step, Rob, okay, that was married to Patrice. They've been married together seven years, I think. He was 20 years her senior. So he was older than her. They got married. She moved in with her son, Pistol. And Rob is pretty open that he hated Pistol. Wow. Like, it was hard to watch. Like a child. And I think that Pistol was eight or nine um, (laughs) whenever they got married. And, yeah. I can't remember what he said about him. Something about he's just a bad kid or a bad seed or something like that. I mean, just. I don't think I could be with somebody that just hated my kid. Well, yeah. And she loved her son. Like, it was obvious that she was crazy about him. Guys, pick your children over your future booty calls. Well, and supposedly, that's one of the things. Supposedly, she was wanting to leave Rob. They were arguing constantly. And I feel like it was probably about him not liking her son. I would it was just argue constant with conflict too. there. But her son, you know, his heart's still broken and it's the saddest thing. And I just hurt for him. And I want it to be solved for him. But wait till you hear what Rob did. Oh, gosh, this man. Okay. So back to Rob, which is her husband of yes. seven years. The police, he was investigated. They don't think that it's possible. They didn't uncover anything that suggested he was guilty. But Rob believes, so Rob, her husband, believes that someone who knew Patrice's routine was involved. Based on the lack of struggle at the scene, he believes that it was someone she knew. He speculates that someone may have kept her captive for several days, using her as a toy before killing and dumping her. That's very weird and very Isn't specific that, to speculate. He said that out loud on the Unsolved Mysteries episode. That's just kind of too much detail well, for you to it's like. weird. It's so, this guy is a boob. I mean, he is just, yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So let me back up for a second. They did find Patrice's body um, on December 6th of 2005. So this was. I can't do math. Uh, can't eight, do math. Years, eight years later? One. Or eight months later? Good grief. Eight months. Good eight, grief. eight months. Alyssa's got this. We'll have to start keeping a calculator out. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Correcting my English. So, at a small church in Dawson County, Georgia, which isn't, isn't very far, I don't think, from coming where her salon was. Mm-hmm. Her body was found. Some people were at the church. They were working on building a new building or remodeling. And some guys saw buzzards circling overhead a spot in the woods. Fairly deep in the woods. It was a good little walk. And so they walked. One of the gentlemen thought it was a deer. The other one recognized that it was a human skull. 
And so they immediately went back to the church, called police, and it didn't take police too long. I mean, I think they had to test, you know, and I don't remember if it said dental records. I don't know that it said. Anyway, they found it to be Patrice Endress. Well, every time I see Buzzard's side topic, I think there's a dead body. Me too. I don't investigate, though. Oh, oh, no. I'm not oh, trying to no. creep up on something like that. No, uh-uh, like, no, we can talk about it all day long, but no, uh-uh. I, I don't want I don't want to do that. So they found her body. Um, Not much left. I mean, they found her skeletal remains. But one notable thing, her wedding ring was missing. And it was a big, we'll see, I have a description. We're going to put a picture of it up online. Because, I mean, it's one of those things, I go junk shopping all the time like to yeah, flea markets yeah. and to antique stores like what if you found this ring like this could possibly be traced back and help solve patrice's murder um let's see it has a 1.5 carat pear-shaped diamond with two other 14 carat gold rings attached so it was all soldered together into one big ring i mean it's very distinct like if you saw this yeah. ring Look at the picture of it, you know, in your travels. If you see this ring, I feel like you're going to know without a doubt that's it. Yeah. I don't think there are lots like it. I've never seen one like it. Um, But anyway, so the ring was missing. And that's one thing investigators, you know, if somebody can find that ring, it would help. If, yeah, if they've gotten rid of it. But if it's like, so people keep trophies. Well, and you think about a piece of jewelry, though, like getting pushed into a box in somebody's attic. You know, oh my I mean, gosh, it can yeah. never be seen again. That's horrible. Anyway, so they confirmed it was her. Rob had the, which it, it seemed strange to me at first. And then I was like, okay, well, I kind of get it, I guess. He had the, um, and now I can't think of the word for um, the person at the, uh, oh, come on, Alyssa, help me out. The person at the uh, mortuary? What? Where they take bodies. Oh, wait, uh, like, well, the funeral home is oh, what I would say. Crap. What are they called? It's it's going to hit us. Mortician. Mortician. Yeah, right. I think so. Well, he, <laughs> Rob, Patrice's husband, had them lay her bone. He said, I want you to put her back together mm. so I can look at her one last time. <gasps> but again, y'all, just I, the, put the, her the, back together. The phrase, just her bones. This guy's wildly inappropriate. Yes. And they didn't find all of her bones. They were missing, but it was, they found most of them. Okay, first of all, weird. It's different to look at them in a coffin, like, you know, at a viewing or whatever, but like just bones. You put put her bones back together. I want to see me, I want to see her skeleton, even though I've never he seen it before. Cradled, picked up her skull ah! and kissed it. Ah! And told her goodbye one last time. I mean, y'all, this guy is Well, that's strange. So strange. But we can't put him in jail for being weird. And that's what I kept saying. Like, he just doesn't seem guilty. But, man, is he weird. That's Like, I would hate wow. to meet up with this guy in real life. I just... Oh! Real weird. Oh. I and, don't have words for that. And then the toy thing. He He's just... All right. So, after he looks at the body, whatever. All right. And in reverse, y'all, I apologize for this. But I keep thinking of snippets. The Unsolved Mysteries, it's really a good episode. Mm-hmm. There's lots of good information in it. Um, the day after Patrice went missing, Rob changed all the locks on the house <gasps> so that her son, Pistol, could not get in the house. Oh, no. Would not let him get his clothes. <gasps> he banged on the door. Oh, he's looking more suspicious the more you tell See? me about him. I know. But I still, I don't think he's. 
I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. He's off, but I just don't know that he, because when he talked about her, like he cried at one point and it looked very genuine. Mm. I mean, not that, you know, there are sociopaths everywhere that can pretend. Yeah. But I don't know. He's looking suspicious to me, man. Locked the door, locked him out. Also, in the Unsolved Mysteries episode, dug her ashes out of the bottom of oh, a closet in this old raggedy box said that after she died after he got her ashes back she slept with them like a teddy bear in bed so anyway she um, That's, he dug him out of the ah! bottom of the closet then said i've got to find i got to find the quote because he's really i really seeming like obsessed right or he's putting but, a show on maybe he's just doing too okay, much okay if if your loved one died, where would you have their ashes? I would get a beautiful, really expensive, fancy vase. And I'd have them out in my house, not in the bottom of a closet, in a dusty old box. Or I'd be normal and just bury the bones so they're not in my house. That's probably what, what? I would do. See, I would probably I would want to get haunted, you know? Like, I would yeah, keep them. Uh, I would want to keep them near. Spread them bad boys far away from here. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would want them close. I have one of my well, my favorite dog ever is um, cremated, and she's in a jar by my bed. <laughs> Because I love her and I miss her so much every day. There yeah. must be people that get their dogs stuffed. Stop it. <laughs> the place where I went when I was a little girl had stuffed animals. Like real animals. Taxidermy stuffed. There was a dog. There was a couple of cats. Anybody that, that also went there, you know who you are and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we were scared to death. You know who you are. Yeah. Can you imagine stuffing your dog? Mm -mm. And like Ashes walking by it, that would scare the crap out of me yeah like deer mountings are different but like just having a whole right. ass dog whole, stuff dogs are like us god bless and cats too they're like they're pets it's not right i was trying to find though he said something about the ashes he intentionally kept the ashes from her son pistol he because he didn't want him to have them hmm. and pistol was he wants her his mother's ashes obviously as he should right um, and he stole that from him just to be spiteful. Rude. For spite. Yep. Sick. Sick, sick. Okay. So there are a couple of leads that investigators looked into because during this time frame, there were two serial killers mm. that were active in Georgia. What? In the same area. One of them confessed to Patrice's abduction and murder. Interesting. But... Then he recanted. So, first, and y'all probably recognize at least one of these names. Um, the first one I did not recognize. I didn't know anything about this guy. His name was Jeremy Brian Jones. Have you ever heard of him? Uh-uh. So, he, he killed seven or eight women. Um, and he was one of these that, well, he, he said that whenever he's on drugs, he did it. And it was usually sexually motivated. So, he would rape a woman or and kill victims her. the same profile like or did he, he didn't really have a specific profile that they said it was just women okay but he seemed like it's spooky serial killers like him like in his interview he seemed like a regular person mm. like and he seemed friendly and you know you could have a friendly chat in the line at subway and but be talking to a freaking serial killer right Yikes. it's weird it's very weird. Anyway, so I had one more. Let's see. Okay, so 
Jones confessed to Patrice's murder. He claimed that he would come become an evil person while high on dope. In his confession, he said that he was passing by when he decided to approach the salon. He came inside and told her that his car needed a jump. Which is what explain her moving her vehicle. Moving her car. And, yeah, I'll tell you all about the witnesses, too, after this. Oh, man. Okay, so, told her that his car needed a jump. Outside, he pulled out a knife and forced her into his car. This is him now confessing. He told her that he would kill her if she tried to escape. So then he drew a diagram of where her vehicle was parked and where he parked his vehicle. And the depiction was accurate. Oh, gosh. So remember, her car wasn't backed in like normal. It was pulled up. And there were two separate witnesses that saw her vehicle pulled in that position and another car pulled straight up to the front of the salon. And y'all, I'll post a picture um, on our Instagram so you can see this. But it was a blue Taurus or Malibu or I think Corolla. There were set, the the two witnesses didn't know for sure exactly the yeah. model, but they knew it was blue. Um, one one of the witnesses was female, and she said there was a so what would have been Patrice out front, right in front of the open salon door, and an older woman, and said that their hands were on each other, like somebody had stumbled, you know, and you reach oh, out to yeah, grab somebody's yeah, yeah. arm. So the other witness was a man. He said that it was Patrice and a man in front of the salon all right so the second serial killer that was operating in the area at the time was gary hilton have you ever heard of gary Hilton? he is called the national forest serial killer he killed a girl named meredith he abducted her and her dog i watched this on I don't remember if it was disappeared. I watched it on one of the Some shows. ID channel That's show. right, exactly. And just so sad, like he hunted humans. Like Ugh. that was his thing. He would capture people, and yeah. Like, okay, that's like this guy. Oh crap! What's his name? He's from Alaska. Um, I know I you're was talking just about. Just listening to mm-hmm. the morbid podcast on him. I know actually, you're about. I can't think of his um, name. Dang, yeah, he. You know, we'll cover him too because I yep. found him kind of interesting that he would kidnap, but he couldn't kidnap prostitutes uh-huh. um and yeah. did it like that you know kidnapped yeah. them and took them to the uh mm-hmm. alaskan woods um dang i don't remember what his name is either this guy though gary hilton is one of those one of the scariest serial killers because he's very eloquent and he's very you know he just he seems really smart and that's terrifying. I hate when they're smart. I know. Like, I need them to be stupid. I know. Oh, it's it's terrifying, though, because that's... Ugh. Anyway, so they also looked at him. He had gotten a, a speeding ticket, some kind of traffic violation ticket in the area around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see. They ended up they ended up figuring out that, that he couldn't have done it for one reason or another. But it's just crazy to me. There are two serial killers in the area at the same time. Right. Like what are the odds and how scary to know that you could be walking around out there, driving around, whatever, living your life with two random serial killers. Dude. Oh, it's so scary. But anyway, so he used to call people over the phone to try to con them out of money um he was known to hunt for people and would kidnap a person if the opportunity arose but let's see well and look i missed this investigators could not find an alibi for him on the day of her disappearance 
That's strange. But they don't have any evidence to prove his involvement. So, but he does remain a potential suspect. So, did where did they find her body at? Okay, it was behind a church in a wooded area. Like a national forest? No, it. this was just behind a church. Wait. It was near, Um. well, I think it was near the national forest where he abducted Meredith and killed Meredith and her dog. I think it was. That's, I mean, that would point me to, to him, you know, if that was his M.O. Right. And it doesn't. I don't remember on the Unsolved Mysteries episode, but this that I'm looking at my notes, it's taken from that episode. And I don't know if they ever interviewed him. It doesn't say. And I don't remember it saying on there. So, I mean, I guess that's possible. That's mm. what that's what the kind of vibes I got from her case is that it was just a random, you know, somebody passing through. Like even the other guy that confessed to it. The other guy that confessed. um, Jones, he says that he, that's right, threw her over a bridge into a creek. Well, she wasn't near a creek. I mean, there's no way her body could have gotten from yeah, so the that's creek one of the things to the forest that kind of ruled him Right, out. Okay. and then when he recanted, it was like, okay, he probably didn't. Just kind of want to get some attention. Or like if right. they agree to stuff, like if he was already in for something bad, you know, it kind of reduces their sense. That's right, or get or, some uh, extra sandwich or whatever. Yeah, just something, <laughs> something, something yeah, good in prison, I guess. Right, so. for sure. So, in saying all this, we still, the public does not know how Patrice was killed. Um, the police know, obviously, but they've chosen not to release that in case, you know, somebody confesses and they say, exactly. this is how I did I it. I killed her by strangling her and she was right. found shot or, you know, That's something right. like That's that. Right. That so way they, they can know, get the right. But right we don't now. know, which drives me crazy I, because it's like, I need to know. I hate when they do that. Like, I understand yes, why I you're doing it, it but right. like, come on, guys, I, just let us know. Yep. I understand it completely, but yeah. All right. So anyway, that's basically it. Um, You know, you have two reliable eyewitnesses. If somebody could just remember and find that car, that could help solve the case. Yeah. I mean, it could. You find, it had Georgia license license plates too. Oh, that's even yeah. interestinger. I so guess it's you could like, say. I mean, who knows? It could have just been somebody that wanted money. Did or... anyone ever say what Rob drove? Like, do we know what kind of vehicle he drove? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I wonder if he drove a blue. I wonder four door car or mm -hmm. something. You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Which surely they would have said. You know, I mean, I would think just, so too. But if we're keeping her cause of death under wraps, like well, is that's there a reason? True. You know, maybe they didn't want him to know that they're on his case or right. something. The car, the ring. I mean, there are still this could still be solved. And I just feel like if one of the serial killers did it, surely they're both in prison. I mean, surely we can figure we that out. Found out who it was. It's just so. It's just. So and her case has been even longer. What? So she, they found her body in 2005. Almost 20 years. Yeah. It's 2022. Yep. And you wonder, is the person that did it dead? Are they alive? Walking around? I know? mean, like 20 years doesn't seem like a lot, but to me it is for a case yeah. to go unsolved, right. you know? For sure. 
in her poor son. I just wish Rob would quit being an ass. A D-bag. Yeah, dude. Give, give the him son. the ashes. Yeah. You have them in the bottom of your closet. And you kissed her dead skull, so, like... Like, you've already done your... Your whatever. Yeah, you whatever. Know? And she grew him in her body, you know? He deserves to mom. have... She was a good mom. It's just sad. Um, But anyway, so anybody... Keep your eyes peeled if you're ever out, you know, junking. Keep your eyes peeled for the ring. Anybody with any information, um, you know, please contact the Forsyth County officials. They are still working on her case. And, you know, anytime there's like a Unsolved Mysteries or an ID Channel episode about it, it tends to breathe new life into it. Yeah. So hopefully... Our podcast can do the same. That's right. Hopefully something can happen. And, you know, her son, and she was really close with her son's father. They were best friends. They talked every day. So, I mean, closure for the people that and they need are left it. behind. Right. They need it. And they deserve it. So, I think that's all for... Yeah, I think that's it, guys. I'm sorry. These Both of these cold cases are heartbreaking. They need to be solved. All cases need to be solved. But these two just really haunt me. Um, so if anybody knows anything, contact authorities. And guys, y'all remember to follow us. Follow the pod, Ill Nature Pod. Um, share it with your friends. Let everybody know. I mean, you need something to listen to on the way to work. Absolutely. Um, so if you can't heal the children, heal the children. Heal the- <laughs> Somebody heal these children beating on the door. <laughs> if you're a mother, you know you are never safe. Like they are always just around the corner. Hope you enjoyed hearing you. the knocking for right. the last two That's minutes. right. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, look, we we love you all. We thank you so much for listening. Um, any suggestions, cases you want to hear, hit us up as always. Um, and, and we'll see you next week, or you'll listen to us. Listen next to week, us. So. Um. Thank you so much. All right. Can't wait to help on our case um, next time. That's right. Bye, guys. Bye.